Are you watching this? I am. Spear, Tajay Spears should have had a touchdown, but he fell over. <laughs> and we're not going to see another 10-10 overtime, right? Like Jets and Giants. Like. Uh, well, no, it's not going to be 10-10 to because the Titans are about to kick a field goal. Yeah, I made it. 13-10 is Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't count it until it's through those uprights. <laughs> I know. All right. That's Nick Flynn <clears throat> kicking it. They're fine. <laughs> All right. We have a short window during halftime. Let's go. 15 minutes show. Yeah. Yeah, right. Really make it through the intro. Two best of friends. Oh, wait. Keep your shirt on. It's just a typo. Stop. You are freaking ridiculous. Who think they know football? The Chiefs. Or the Colt. Or, wow. The Chargers. There we go. Stop thinking. Just read. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Mike White is now on my fantasy roster and maybe starting over Russell Wilson. I spent $25 to get Jacoby Brissett. Because here, it's real football by real fans. Like a disturbance in the force as a clip Kingsbury <laughs> suddenly cried out and was silent. The 2M Football Show starts now. And welcome in to the latest episode of 2M Football. Mike and Matt here as always. Um, how are you doing today, Matt? Tonight, I should say, as we record this during Thursday Night Football. <laughs> I am having the time of my life. <laughs> Living the dream, as they say, right? I mean, more like never-ending nightmare, but that's fine. We'll go with dream. <laughs> well, we're back. We're nearly at the halfway point of this NFL season, which is hard to believe. And, uh, we should get right into it because we have a lot to do on today's show. Oh, my God. We're going to be uh, very light on the week eight recap, although we will talk about the trade deadline and uh, our first head coach firing of the season. It's not who I thought it would be yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll do the week nine or before the week nine preview. It's time for another round of contender or pretender. And uh, our editor did go back and listen to our week four episode where we did this and write down uh, what we picked at that time. So shout out to him. Excellent. Give that intern a raise. <laughs> I will give him a 100% raise on his $0 a year salary plus benefits. Get him an extra coffee. <laughs> there we go. That I can do. Um, and then, yeah, week nine preview, fantasy corner. So. Let's start with, I guess before we get into the trade deadline, the only, the biggest piece of fallout from week eight was a, a, a ton of quarterback injuries. You were trying to be fancy with words there, don't. Trying to come up with a better word, uh, but no, it's it's too late at night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, headlined by Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles. This guy cannot catch a break. It's, it could be a sad end to his time in Minnesota. Well, and especially because the latest rumors surrounding the potential trade. Have you heard? Uh, I don't think I have. What, what the trade does. Apparently, like, and again, this is all, everything now is just kind of hearsay, right? It's all rumors. Um, but the Vikings and the Saints are talking about swapping Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston. 
Oh, like after the injury? So they yep. get a starter and then... Oh, interesting. Um, however, and apparently Minnesota, like on Facebook, the Minnesota fan page was all, all excited for it. So this guy is still getting hate. Well, who wouldn't be excited for Jameis Winston? That was what I wanted to post, because, but <laughs> I like to stir the pot. Uh-huh. Um, and I really wanted to be like, you guys know who Jameis Winston is, right? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. I don't think it's a smart trade, but I've been a Kirk Cousins fan since his time in Washington. Yeah, and, I feel like he's never quite gotten the uh, respect uh, either around the league or from the fan base that he kind of deserves. He was, before getting hurt, wasn't he? leading the NFL in pass yards per game and t- passing touchdowns. Yeah, he was uh, he was at least top th- in the top three. Yeah. Even um, without Justin Jefferson the past several games, uh, he's a he's, he's good quarterback. So that's, uh, that's something to keep an eye on for is, is, is that. But the trade deadline's passed. So. Right. And they did make a quarterback trade, uh, which we'll get to in just a second. Unfortunately, not for Winston. Man, that would have been fun. I I would have been, I mean, you know me, I would have been all in for that. Yeah, but uh, it looks like they went a different direction. So for all those fans that were rooting for Jameis, you guys will have to handle this next stop. But this could be a potential maybe in the offseason trade. I think is maybe what the fans are going for. Yeah, it'll be so interesting to see because uh, his fully guaranteed contract is up at the end of this season. Uh, so he could become a free agent or it's interesting because there's no, it's not like there's any, I mean, there is a rookie there, this fifth round pick named Jaron Hall, who I've never heard of before, finished this game and is apparently in line to start again uh, this coming weekend. But it's not like they have a super exciting prospect waiting in the wings to turn things over to. They don't. Right. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next. But it's sad news for the Vikings, who had, after an 0-3 start, they had really turned things around and sitting at 4-4 four and four now. I think they would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. So we'll see where, where they go from here, I guess. Uh, yeah, we already touched on the Giants. Tyrod Taylor left the game with a rib injury, and he was already filling in for the injured Daniel Jones. And uh, someone named Tommy DeVito, who I can only assume is uh, Danny DeVito's son, took over <laughs> after that. <laughs> and I think the team had negative nine net passing yards for the game. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is a game that went into overtime. Time yeah, 10 and 10. a thrilling 10 to 13 loss to, at, in the a regular season Snoopy Bowl <laughs> to the Jets. Uh, Kenny Pickett left the game. Uh, the Steelers... Week eight game, uh, Mitch Trubisky finished it, but obviously he's fine because he's back out there on the field as we speak for Thursday night football. Uh, They did lose this game, though. And then Matt Stafford, whose status for week nine is unknown at this point, uh, suffered a UCL sprain in his thumb. He's apparently not going to. Which he injured more when he dove for that touchdown. Uh, That's what you get with Matt Stafford. He puts it all on the line no matter how how bad things are around him. Brett Rippon finished the game. Rippian, I forget what how you pronounce that. I have heard of him before. Wasn't he in Denver? Yes. Randomly had to start a game, um, so he finished out their Week Eight contest, and will be starting. That was the year that the carousel of quarterbacks involved like three different quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, the Falcons' Desmond Ritter was in and out with the 
I believe he had concussion symptoms, was cleared, but they decided to just keep him on the bench for Taylor Henneke, who has uh, seemingly won the job for week nine. Henneke will be starting, even though Ritter's healthy. And there's something like 11 backup quarterbacks starting this week out of the 32 teams. I didn't do the well, math. One of them, too, is the fact that there are a few uh, starters that have been benched. So, Yeah, it's true. Desmond Ritter got benched. We're going to talk about Jimmy G getting benched. Oh, boy, yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, so so that was the biggest storyline coming out of last Sunday, and I really think that influenced some of these uh, trades that came through. All these on deadline day. Um, I want to talk about the Commanders first because they're my playoff sleeper, sitting at three and five after their latest defeat, and they were the big sellers of the day, offloading two of their starting defensive linemen. And Chase Young goes to the 49ers. Oh, my uh, God, that defensive line is just, it's insane now. Yeah, now he'll get to play with uh, Joey Bosa. OSU reunited. <laughs> right. And so they got a third-round pick in exchange for the former number two overall pick in Chase Young. Uh, and then they sent Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second-round pick next year. I mean, pray to God this doesn't play out like the Khalil Mack trade, right? (laughs) Like, hopefully the Bears are smart enough and use this. Yeah, well, I think it's the case for both of these guys. They're in in contract years, so their new teams are going to have to sign them long term. Um, But, yeah, I was a little surprised to see the Bears do this, given that they're more in a rebuild, um, but usually you're acquiring draft picks when you're in that phase, um, not giving them away. But Sweat is a great player and uh, probably worth it. Fills a need on that team. They've got a lot of them, but he, he is a good player. Another defensive lineman traded. The Giants sent Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second-round pick next year and a fifth-round pick in two years. And then... Here we go. The Vikings were busy on deadline day trading for Cardinals quarterback Kyler. Oh, wait, no, not Kyler. They traded for Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Which I I don't know what to expect in Minnesota. Like He was doing OK in, in Arizona, but as a fantasy owner for some Vikings players, it does call into question how well this is going to work in the absence of Kirk Cousins and what it means for the future in the Minnesota complex. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think from the Cardinals side, it means Kyler Murray is close to a return. And uh, for Minnesota, I don't know if he's. I, I presume he'll be the starter once he gets has a week or two to acclimate to the new playbook and all that. Um, but certainly not the long term solution. And the Vikings also traded away uh, one of their young offensive guards, Ezra Cleveland, to the Jaguars. The Browns sent uh, their wide receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones, to the Lions. And uh, this one hurt my heart a little bit. The Packers Packers traded away their cornerback, Rasul Douglas, to the Bills for a third-round pick next year. What? A super, like... 
Douglas is such a serviceable corner. And we picked up two safeties in free agency. Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, God forbid we get a, a wide receiver with some experience. I would have settled for Julio Jones. Like, even <laughs> a wide receiver that's on the decline, like, something to put experience on the field. But, nope, that's not what Green Bay does. No. Uh, yeah, and speaking of experience on the field, he he was uh, one of their most veteran, important veteran players and one of the few guys that you really see out there who cares still at this point in what's already turning into a lost year we for the were Packers. Watching after the last game, those of you who are want to see one uh, one frustrated player but keeping himself together, Jair Alexander's press conference after the last game, he was just not having it. He answered pretty much every question with, I don't know. Like, yeah. you can just see the team is just frustrated. They're all, yeah, I mean, they're all looking for answers right now, as are the Packer fans. And uh, it definitely sends a message to the remaining players, getting rid of one of your veteran leaders for really not much in return. Like, sure, it's a third-round pick, but the Bills are going to be a playoff team making a deep run, presumably. So it's a late third round, essentially a fourth-round pick. And... uh and if you look at the Packers drafting history in the third round, it has not been really well. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw a post with the last like seven seasons and I couldn't tell you any of those people because none of them are on the team. Yep. So that was. Uh, so basically, we gave we gave away Rasul Douglas. Yep. It's fine. At least he gets to go uh, get himself a chance at a at a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Good luck at it that way. And, uh, yeah, so those are all the biggest moves. Uh, Notably, Kyler Murray did not get traded. Uh, There was a little bit of talk about that. Derrick Henry also stayed put in Tennessee. And uh, Jerry Judy stayed in Denver. I'm guessing there was not much interest the way that he's been um, playing and his antics off the field as well. So (laughs) he remains a Bronco. And then who doesn't remain with their team? (laughs) Who's that? Your boy. I don't know why he's your boy. My boy. <laughs> um, it finally boy. has happened. It has begun. I feel like every year there's always one domino that has to fall, and in the ensuing weeks, we might see a handful more. <laughs> yes, Josh McDaniel. So after the craziness of the trade deadline, it, it was at like, what, 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon? Uh, Then overnight, the news seemingly broke uh, that the Raiders fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels, along with their offensive coordinator and their general manager. So they are cleaning house a little bit. And this is another one of those funny situations that you you mentioned a few weeks ago or months ago, whatever. McDaniels was in year two of the six-year contract he signed last January, which means the Raiders will still be paying him, along with John Gruden, who if you recall, signed a 10-year deal. Uh, they're going to be paying both of those guys still for the foreseeable future. Like, you could obviously, like, how terrible is it that you could screw up so late, screw up so much, and still get paid? Like, <laughs> you just have to be good enough and sell yourself enough to sign a massive deal with so much guarantee. Right. And then yeah. just blow it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I, I no longer think backup quarterback is the best job in the NFL. It's it's fired head coach. <laughs> but now we see if McDaniel's goes crawling back to New England. Yep, he's going to be there. Because I guarantee you, this stint, he will never get another head coaching opportunity. Just like so many uh, before him, you know the Matt Patricia's, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> so, Freddie Kitchens. Joe Judge. Aren't all those guys from the Belichick tree? Coaching tree? Um, yeah, it's not a very good tree, is it? It's not, not when they're anywhere but New England anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things have go, gone uh, very, very much south for the Raiders, especially on offense. He's supposed to be the this offensive mastermind. He's got great players like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, and and I believe this is correct. They hadn't scored more than one offensive touchdown in any game this season. And Devontae Adams is frustrated. Jacobs is frustrated. Everyone was just had enough. So something obviously had to change. And uh, now it has. They named their linebacker coach as interim head coach. And, um, yeah, they moved their quarterbacks coach. None of these are names that I knew, so I didn't bother writing them down <laughs> to be, to fill the spot of offensive coordinator. And then uh, not a trade, but then the Bills signed Leonard Fournette, uh, free agent running back. So there you go. I think we should skip these game recaps and take a quick break and get right into contender or pretender. Yes. Contender or pretender, as we do every four weeks, we'll take another look through the league standings, go team by team, and discuss if we think each one is a playoff contender. And uh, like I mentioned at the top, since we have already done this once, we'll see if our opinions have changed over the past uh, month or so. So, you ready? Sure, maybe, possibly. Let's start with the AFC North, where the Ravens are... On top at six and two, the Steelers. Actually, all the rest of the teams are four and three: the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. And oh boy, left... I'm an idiot. Oh, what happened? Uh, I have to make some changes from this list. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Look at that, Najee Harris looks fast all of a sudden. Yeah, and why is Matt Canada calling a decent game so far? I mean, I know they're down by three, but. The Steelers are moving the ball. I don't understand. That's not normal. <laughs> All right. Looks like last time we both said the Ravens were contenders to make the playoffs. I don't think that has changed. Um, and we said the Steelers were pretenders along with the Bengals, who um, I think that's going to change. And the Browns, we said, were contenders. So last time we had Ravens and Browns as contenders, Steelers and Bengals as pretenders. So the only thing I'm changing is the Bengals are a contender. Yes. I am making the same change. Um, I'll make two. I don't think the Browns have it this year. The Browns are so interesting because they haven't, um, they haven't had their starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, and they're still finding ways to win some games, whether it's 
due to questionable refereeing. I like, think the Browns are going to have an above 500 record, but I think it's going to come down to the interdivisional games where they're going to get booted out. Yeah, I because I, the Bengals are coming in hot. They're looking like the Bengals of the past few years. The Ravens are scrappy and figuring out ways to win. And the Steelers have that potential to just kind of be the team that upsets the interdivisional ratings. So if the Browns can have a winning record, but if it comes down to a tie and they lost to a divisional opponent, they're not gonna make it. Yeah, the Browns are going to be on the fringe of the wild card race all uh, all season, I think, from here on out. Um, so they've got to play rather rather well football, and I just they got rid of Donovan People Jones, so I'm curious how that affects the receiving core. Yeah, and then this Deshaun Watson saga just continues for them. So <laughs> right with the shoulder injury and the fact that he played like trash anyway, even when he was healthy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. The Browns are pretenders. And what do you think about the Steelers, though? You've got them as playoff contenders? No. Okay. I like what I'm seeing here. They're my, they were my playoff sleeper pick, but I didn't expect the offense to be as abysmal to start as it has been. I would say the next two or three weeks will really tell me what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And right now in this game against the Titans now, Pickett's throwing the ball, except that guy can't catch. Who was that? That was Harris, wasn't that? <laughs> Najee Harris, yeah. Bounce yeah Najee Harris can't catch football. That is embarrassing. Straight to the sideline. Sit um, down for a bit. <laughs> but they had some of a run game going, so I really think it's going to see how the development comes. Yeah, if Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they're, they're going to be scrapping for third place because I, I agree with you that the Bengals, you know, Burrow looks healthy. They're figuring things out. And uh, it's unlikely that they'll send three teams to the postseason. So I will agree with you. Ravens and Bengals, playoff contenders, Steelers, Browns, probably not. Let's move over to the AFC South where the Jaguars are in first place at six and two. Texans in second place at three and four. Titans three and four as well. Uh, pending tonight's result. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you had no opinion on the Titans. <laughs> and the Colts I still don't. The Colts are last place at three and five. I mean, yeah, they they have been. I mean, as we've discussed, one of the most confusing teams. Ooh, that was almost a pick. That was. Oh, that's holding on something. I bet you. <laughs> oh, this is rare. I feel like our our streams are in sync. <laughs> See, anyway, you know, the Titans are, are much interference, defense because of legal contact. Oh, I can't read the lips. <laughs> oh, it says right there. It's illegal contact. Can you read, can you read English? Nope. <laughs> yeah, the Titans remain one of the most confusing teams. Um, they are far more exciting with Levis at the helm than Tannehill. I will give them that. I was... I've never been excited to watch a Titans game in a long time until tonight. I guess last week I was too with Levis and the Oilers jersey throwbacks. That was yeah, the throwback Oilers. All right. I think we are in agreement. I don't think we're changing our opinion on the Jaguars. They still look very likely to win this division and are playoff contenders by uh, default from that. Um, tight Texans, sorry, Texans, who are in second place right now, they've been – 
better than expected with C.J. Stroud and the defense playing but okay. They have too. cooled a little bit. Yeah, that loss to Carolina was pretty brutal. I'm going to keep them as a pretender. You had the Texans as contenders last time, so I, I want to see what you think uh, now. You know what? One loss can humble a team. I think Detroit is an example of that, how sometimes you need to get smacked back down when you're riding so high just to remember that this is a league where anything can happen. Um, but given the state of the division, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to eke it out in the wild card. They're an exciting team. So just for the pure, pure sake of chaos, I'm keeping them as a contender. Okay, I like it. Um, all right, Titans, three and four. You still have no opinion? I, I <laughs> well, I want to hear your take. Do you just pretender or contender? Are you looking? I feel like I don't have a take. <laughs> All right, I'm going to. Are you uh, going with no opinion now? <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to move them up to contender status. Vrabel's a great coach. I'm excited to see more of Will Levis. We know Derrick Henry's a monster, and uh, this defense is playing pretty well. So let's, uh, sure, just for fun, just for fun, let's say the Titans are a wild card contender. Um, I am going to go with they are a pretender. I think Will Levis has elevated the system. I do think that the defense is stepping up, but I think that there's just too many injuries happening for that team now. We saw the rookie center uh, sit out for a few plays. Like, it, this team is just a few injuries away from it coming all off the rails again. Um, I don't know if you saw the stats, but they have the most undrafted uh, undrafted players playing in place of injuries in the NFL. Oh, wow. No, I didn't see that. Um, and it just goes to show you, part of it shows you just how good of a coach Vrabel is just because he's able to make it work. They're three and four, right? You would think that with that, with just basically playing undrafted agents, like be 0-7, but they're not. Yeah. So they're scrappy, they're feisty, but this team just needs a few more pieces. I think Levitz gives them a boost, but we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Maybe by next time, you know, you'll look like the genius. Or an idiot. First time uh, for... The Colts are pretenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Gardner Minshew, unfortunately, um, yeah, can't see this team doing much. Okay, AFC East. The Dolphins are six and two in first place. Bills a game behind them at five and three. Jets only half a game behind them at four and three. And then the Patriots are two and six. My rankings stand. Contender, Dolphins, obviously. Okay, so no change for you. We say Dolphins and Bills are contenders. Jets and Patriots are pretenders. Yep. I am going to make one change. I knew you would. You cannot <laughs> let this go. I'm gonna the Jets are doing it. The Jets are contenders. <laughs> they're still I mean, playing. they're making a case for it. They're four and three without Rodgers. Everyone wrote them off completely. Yep. When Rodgers went down and they're finding ways even to I did win. <laughs> I mean, we know they have a great defense. Brees Hall is looking completely back to health. And, uh, you know, I, Zach Wilson still hasn't been great, but he's cut down on some turnovers. And uh, I don't know, maybe Rodgers will be able to return much sooner than expected. It seems like his Achilles recovery is going 
crazily well ahead of schedule. I again, I just simply go by the fact that the Jets are a team. While they may be fine, it's going to come down to the interdivisional games, how those play out. And when you're putting the Jets against the Bills and the Dolphins, I just can't see them eking into a wild card spot. No, they beat the Bills once already. I don't think Buffalo let it happen again. <laughs> Sounds pretty fluky. Yes. <laughs> agree on that but uh hey you know what i'm excited just afc west let it die. just let it die mike let it go afc west uh this should be another pretty easy one chiefs six and two at, in first place uh we said they were contenders last time i can't imagine we're changing our mind somehow we're just assuming now aren't we <laughs> i'm sorry should i not i know what i know what happens when you assume but i thought i, I, I don't just once it would be safe <laughs> Some of the Raiders are in second place in this division, despite all the dysfunction going on there. Um, But they are still pretenders. They're turning the keys over to Aiden. I always want to say Hutchinson. I can't remember. Well, that that would be interesting. O'Connell. Does he fly from Detroit every day? (laughs) Yeah. All right, I got to go play quarterback coach. I feel like Dan Campbell would be the only coach that would be like, you go get him. (laughs) O'Connell. It is O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. All right. Anyway, Raiders are pretenders. Where do you? How do we? How do you feel about the Chargers? I don't buy them at all. Brandon Staley will be out of a job by the end of the year. I think I agree with you. I'm switching. I had them as a contender last time. They do not look convincing. I'm going to say they're a pretender. Is, and it's frustrating because there is so much talent on their team for them to be playing the way they're playing. Which is why I was surprised that McDaniels was the first one to go because I said the last time, yeah, either last time we did this or a, a week or two ago, that I only see three or four more games before, if it continues, that uh, Staley's out of a job. And here McDaniels is the first one on, which is why I think it may be the, you know, you don't always want to be the first team to fire your coach midway through a season. <laughs> because that's not a good look for as an organization, but it's fine if you're like the second or third or fourth one, right? Because it's like, well, it's already happened, right? You're not right. Like the trendsetter. Um, so I think he's going to be on a very short leash and he should feel the, the, the seat getting a little warmer each day. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think the chargers will make the playoffs. They have a really big game against the jets coming up. That might be, Pivotal in their wild card um, seeding. Yeah, he's out of bounds. You see that Pickens catch? Yeah, by like a half a literal, a half a foot. Yeah, I can't believe they called that a touchdown. That was pretty obvious, I thought. Uh, All right. And there's the ref right there. (laughs) And what about the Broncos? Three and five, but last place in the division. But I think they've won two in a row. Again, most, most recently against the Chiefs. That's not enough. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> I will not try. <laughs> so switching over to the NFC, we've got the Lions in first place in the NFC North. They're five and two. Is that right? I, I can't. I couldn't remember if I updated it after Monday night. Please hold. Oh, they're six and two. Sorry. Right, that seemed wrong. <laughs> All right, we got the six and two Lions in first place. So proud um, of you. Obviously, contenders given the state of the rest of this division. As we said last time, contenders. 
Vikings at four and four. We had as contenders last time, despite their one and three start to the season. And I think, unfortunately, without Kirk Cousins, they will not make the playoffs. What do you think? I mean, you made my decision for me again. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry if I was a little uh, premature filling in the the sheet here. And I think it is abundantly clear that the Packers are going nowhere, as we both said last time. Pretenders. So just for everyone at home, this is just the Mike podcast because, you know, he's making all the calls here. <laughs> Sorry, I am making a lot of assumptions. Let me, I'll give you the floor to voice your own opinions. <laughs> No, you're fine. I just found it hilarious because, yes, I have I have to agree. While the Vikings defense has made much better improvements, yeah, uh, the lack of Kirk Cousins' playmaking ability as a passer does lead a lot of concern. That being said, Josh Dobbs has just has done just fine, serviceable, if you will, um, with the Cardinals, but. This is a whole different ball wax. I will say he's got a lot more playmakers in Minnesota. Um, yeah, especially he, once Jefferson comes back. Than he did in Arizona, which could help. But what concerns me the most is the Vikings' offensive line. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's keep it spicy. I'm going to keep him as a contender. I like it. Just... And I'm only going off the assumption, the fact that there's better playmakers for Dobbs. He was serviceable in an abysmal offense in in Arizona, and the Vikings defense has been stepping up. I'm still going to stand by the fact that the offensive line in Minnesota is big concern, and that's going to be what makes or breaks this. And they traded away a, a guard at the deadline. That's the weird part. But, yeah, I agree. That is the kind of the saddest part for Vikings fans is that the defense seems to be Seems to have turned a corner. It was a rough start, but, um, you know, we were expecting improvement from this unit under Brian Flores this season, and it looks like we're getting it, and now they lose Kirk Cousins. Just brutal. But maybe Dobbs is the answer. We will... At least for the rest of this year. Like, even yeah, if they go right. one game under 500 at the end of the year, I would call it a victory for this team. And that could be enough to make the playoffs. So, it's... Um... Not a bad call as them as a contender. So okay, NFC South. The Falcons are on top at four and four. Never and, saw that coming. Yeah, the Saints are four and four as well. Buccaneers three and four, and the Panthers, who are coming off their first victory of the season, are one and six. So starting at the top with the Falcons, we said they were pretenders last time. And I'm still gonna say they're pretenders. None of these teams are good. <laughs> But uh, one of them has to make the playoffs. I think under Tyler Heineke, they have a much better chance. Yeah, I got to agree with that. So I'm going to put them, move them up into contender status. Saints, I stay the same on. Actually, switching on the Saints, I'm going to, I'm going to keep them. I'm going to agree with you now that they are also a contender. Taysom Hill, Derek Carr, great matchup. Thank you for Derek Carr, by the way. I'm glad it's working out for you. Thank you for mixing. I, I think we're both pretty happy with that. Um, I'm not anymore. Now he's playing. I have no Quinn. I have no running backs, but that's fine. <laughs> but the but the Taysom Hill Derek Carr bond has been like I feel like a genius with that. <laughs> yeah, it's the rare quarterback quarterback stack from the same team <laughs> in fantasy football. But since he's ranked as a tight end, I have like the loophole of loopholes. Exactly. Yeah. 
tight end slash fullback slash sometimes quarterback. Um, it, he's been very effective for them, and he always has been. Uh, he, he used to have a fumbling problem, but I haven't really seen that happen yet this year. That's right. I will bring you to the dark side. And it's working out because uh, I think he's the only person on this offense that Derek Carr doesn't actively hate. <laughs> Chris Olave. Yes. <laughs> The Buccaneers, we both had as contenders last time after they started 3-0. and uh, They have lost four games in a row and just look disgusting. So I'm changing them to a pretender. Yeah, I have to agree in this case. I think that uh, they just look disjointed, which is weird for all the firepower that that team has and a decent defense. They just don't look disjointed these past few weeks. Yeah. I, mean, they, I don't understand it. They just lost a tough, tough game to the Falcons. A key divisional loss, as we've been talking about. And, I, yeah, I don't understand why this offense isn't putting up more points. Uh, you've got Mike Evans, who still is good for at least at least one big play a game, and then the old reliable Chris Godwin. I mean, that just being said, it doesn't mean they can't turn it around. But at this point, with the way they're playing, it just doesn't look possible. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, the Panthers at 1-6. and six. I mean, this time you can assume. Okay, thank you. <laughs> NFC East, where the Eagles are on top at seven and one. Yes, yeah. we both called them contenders. I assume that hasn't changed. Cowboys are five and two, looking pretty good as well. Here's where it might uh, start to change because we had the Commanders as contenders last time. They're three and five now. They I would still, be. if they didn't trade away all their pieces, I would still keep them as a potential contender as just one of those, like, upsetter type of positions. Sure, like the seven, like a seven seed type of team. Right, but with the way with with trading away both defensive ends, I don't know what they're doing, but I can't I can't back them. Yeah, I mean, and this defense is already kind of arguably underperforming, and and yeah, they just got rid of half of their starting defensive line, so. It seems to be an indication uh, of of some uh, major tankage happening. And then the Giants, two and six. We said they were pretenders last time. I agree with us still. (laughs) What do you think about the Giants? They suck. (laughs) Short and sweet. I like it. NFC. Uh, the last division here, the Seahawks have moved into first place with their victory combined with the Niners losing again. Um, so they're five and two. They're on top now. The Niners five and three. They've lost three in a row. They're in second place. Uh, and then you've got the three and five Rams and the one and seven Cardinals. So oh, just killing it down there in fourth place. Seahawks uh, playoff contender, right? Yeah. Niners, uh, still yes, I think. They've got some stuff to figure out, though. Yeah, they, the Niners have gotten more interesting in the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they haven't had Debo Samuel, which hasn't helped. I mean, Purdy's still putting up some pretty big yardage numbers, but he's but been Purdy turning Purdy is finally hitting that rookie. The one thing that most rookie quarterbacks will go through, and that's a, what a dump pass. That was incredible. How did he get that off? <laughs> That was amazing. Will Levis in the arms of Arab with three defenders bearing down on him just somehow found Derrick Henry 
Nice hands by Henry, too, because that um, a lot of traffic there, and he threw like, it hard. He should not have gotten that pass off at all. Wow, what a play. Yeah, there's no way Tannehill's doing that. Nice and catch. it was, like, almost perfect, too. Um, all right, feeling pretty good about the Titans as contenders now, based on that one play alone. <laughs> yeah, that's it, calling it Super Bowl victory right there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the Niners, the Purdy's going through the rookie stint of, like, now is where the mistakes come. Like, you've had to feel like he was too perfect, right? Every yeah. rookie goes through it, whether it's in their first, second, or third year. Like, they're going to go through this phase. Yeah, and the good news is he's got a lot of support still around him, obviously, with uh, McCaffrey. Debo Samuel is going to be coming back after the team's bye week. Um, obviously, they just brought in, as we were talking about, reinforcements on the defensive line with Chase Young. And I think uh, Trent Williams, their all-pro offensive tackle, has also been missing recently, but should be back after the bye. So I think they'll get things figured out. It's The bye comes at a very good time for them, <laughs> given they've lost three in a row. Um, so they, they'll get it sorted out. I, I guess I believe in Shanahan. Yeah, I, I'm, I was on the verge of making them pretenders, but I'm going to stay with contender. All right. And how about the Rams, who are three and five? You had them as a contender last time, and they, they did look uh, surprisingly feisty. Yeah, again, Pukunakua and having, having, you know, old reliable Cooper Cup back. Cooper Cup is back, yeah. Um, I think they're just belittled by injuries right now. You know, Kyron Williams has gone down. Matthew Stafford's been injured. Cup's right. finally come back. Um since we're going off of right now, I have to say they're a pretender for right now. I hope Stafford can get back in the game because clearly he's needed. But, um, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate right now because they just have too many critical injuries to overcome. Too many injuries on my fantasy team. <laughs> yes, that too. Oh, man, the NFC is so bad. Like, I'm I'm looking. Do we even have seven teams ranked as contenders? Because we know seven teams are making the playoffs. Three, four, five. I got eight. Okay. Okay. All right, good. So we have enough. It's like, do we even have enough to fill out the bracket? Because <laughs> all these teams kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, what's with the NFC just being bad? It's been a thing for a few years now, but it's just kind of funny. All right, that concludes pretender or contender, or I forget, did I say it wrong? Contender or pretender, week nine edition. We I don't know, you run this crap like. See you again in four more Do weeks. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you, I will. <laughs> we'll be back in another four weeks. See how things have changed. Uh, no episodes for the next four weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean... Shouldn't joke about that. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> All right, quick break. Back with the week nine preview. And we are back to on football podcast. Previewing oh four four is terrible. Previewing all the week nine matchups. We got uh, the buys are back. The Broncos, Lions, Jaguars, and 49ers all have the week off. So let's get to the games, ranked as always by Mike's Watchability Index. And the top one was a pretty much a no-brainer, which is perfect for me. Not having a brain. It's oh, there it is. The okay. Chiefs. Let's wait to see where this is going. <laughs> Dolphins and Chiefs in Germany. 
uh, the first NFL game, I believe, ever to be played there. Uh, the teams are six and two, both coming in. It's a Tyreek Hill revenge game. You know, for a split second, I read that as Taysom, and I was so confused. <laughs> Taysom, like, is there some lore that I did not know in the NFL? But no, I just can't read it. It's fine. And yeah, there there wouldn't be because I know you know everything there is to know about Taysom Hill. You're you make fun of me, but who's laugh? Who's gonna have the last laugh here? You all laughed at me. Um, yeah, this is a super fun game. I can't wait to watch it at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. What's your take on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, the the international games seem to be some of the most exciting from just the fan base standpoint because you're so used to seeing in the United States like the stadium dominated by a home team, but then you go to these international games and there is every jersey from every team. Yes, I do and, enjoy that. And what I always found incredible in the in the games that are played in England and now Germany, like these are rugby countries, right? So we were always like, we, I guess, make fun of ourselves by saying football isn't like rugby, right? Because we wear pads. But like these people love this sport, like almost more passionately than we do. It's really strange, but it's so cool to see. Yeah, for sure. And and I like that we're expanding and going out and trying new places. I mean, what a time to be involved with the NFL, right? Like to see where it goes. Um, yeah, I think the chiefs are going to take this one. And I think that, that that's a perfect crown to have. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. The chiefs are coming off that loss to Denver where the offense really struggled. Uh, Mahomes had some kind of illness coming in, so that could explain some of it. The Dolphins, um, you know, they've been continuing to fly high on offense with a lot of question marks on their defense. Whereas the Chiefs have, they finally have a good defense, uh, for, or at least probably a better defense than Mahomes has had on the other side of the ball in his career so far. Uh, Chiefs are definitely the more complete team in that sense, but I'm going to go with Miami. I like it. Seahawks at Ravens. I got next battle of the birds. The Seahawks are five and two Ravens are six and two. Just because I have, uh, I have, Oh, you got Gino on your fantasy team, right? I'm, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they've been good. Their uh, rookie receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba has finally started to play more and, and get really get involved in their offensive game plan. You've got Kenneth Walker as a home run hitter type of running back out of the backfield. And Gino has been pretty good again this season. I feel like the Ravens are getting some stuff figured out though. They blew out the lions uh, two weeks ago and then they uh, easily took down Arizona this past weekend, putting up a lot of points in both and finally starting to, I think, live up to the potential we were excited about in the off season with some of the changes they made. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to keep on rolling. Ooh, look at that spicy. Cowboys at Eagles. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this game. The rivalry of rivalries. The fun. Yeah. The NFC East. I feel like uh, those teams might hate each other more than, or at least the fan bases than in any other division. I would say it's more the fan bases than anything yeah. else. 
Right. Even like Bears Packers hasn't been that much of a rivalry just because it's been so one sided. But ooh, inspired. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. But but uh, these games get really crazy, and it's in Philly. You know, Philly fans have that reputation. Um, Eagles want to maintain or even extend their lead at the top of that division and at the top of the NFC conference. They're going to do it. It's tush push for the win. Yeah, I think I'm going with the Eagles. Or the fake tush push. Did you see that move now? No, I I missed the fake. They pulled a fake, like they were going to go for it, and they pulled a, uh, a fake quarterback sneak. Oh, my gosh. This is getting out of hand. Um, which I thought was hilarious. Are you, you're taking Philly, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bills at Bengals on Sunday Night Football. This is where we start to set the stage for who potentially could have home field advantage if they make the postseason. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a big game for the Bengals, especially, I think, for that reason, because they are – a couple games back in the division, and they've not been playing as well as they would have hoped up to this point. I think, like I mentioned before, it looks like Joe Burrow's calf is maybe finally fully healthy again. The way he was running in their game last week, he sure looked fine. And, uh, yeah, so big game for them. A big game for the Bills, too, just trying to keep pace with Miami in the division. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Bengals at home in primetime, Joey B. Yep, I have to agree with that one. I think the Bengals are just looking, they've got the hot hand right now. I think, I don't think the Bills are going to lose, like they're only going to lose a few more games, but I think this is going to be one of them. And then we're going to see them go on a tear. Sounds about right. Oh, and hey, this is the game I was talking about. It's actually this week, Chargers at Jets on Monday night. This game isn't even a game. I am so excited about this. Again, yeah, well, it's because you're obsessed with the Chargers, and I don't <laughs> understand that one. I'm, I'm, I get I'm, your obsession with the Jets, but I think you're just way too hopeful. I'm kind of obsessed with both of these teams in different ways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is going to be a huge game in the AFC wildcard race. Um, as the Chargers, the, the division's already out of reach. The, the Chiefs have won it. Just put it on the board. Okay. And the, <laughs> okay, thank you. And the the Jets are just trying to stay afloat until maybe Rodgers can make a miraculous return. Um, but in the meantime, they've got their good defense to lean on and Brees Hall. That's uh, really all they need. I'm taking the Jets. Just that spite of taking the Chargers. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that one at all. Buccaneers at Texans, a battle of three and four teams. This I don't know what is to... better than I think it's being given credit for. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've got the it. Bucks have struggled from being the hot-handed team. Um, you could argue the Texans are kind of the surprise here. Like three wins is not something any of us, I think, anticipated. It's more than they had all of last season, right? And well, not only that, but like they also have a serviceable rookie quarterback. Um, starting to show a little bit of, of, of slowing down, but I mean, still has a lot of, uh, lot left in that tank there for this season. I mean, it's a lot left in that tank, Dell. Yeah. I'm taking the Texans. Yes, sir. 
I like it. All right. Oh, and hey, here's the game we're watching right now. Titans at Steelers on Thursday night. Is it fair to pick a side right now? Well, I already entered my picks earlier today. I do not. I remember, did not. I don't remember what I picked, but. <laughs> okay, well, it's 16 to 13 now. Anyone's game, basically. Who you got? <clears throat> I love how spunky Will Levis is. I don't like that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, though. That is disturbing. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. That is who I picked pregame, so I will stick with them as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Your screenshots mean nothing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a fun game here. I am. It's always exciting to see a rookie quarterback play. Especially when they come out in their debut and throw four touchdown passes like Levis did last week. Freaking insane. Vikings and Falcons I've got next. Battle of four. This one wasn't exciting until the Kirk Cousins injury. Yeah, well, I I had as the headlines here for both teams, what is this team going to do at quarterback? And we have the answers now. Um, The Vikings... Like we said, they acquired Josh Dobbs, but uh, they're not going to start him this week. Jaron Hall, the fifth-round rookie, will get the start. Just and, dump uh, it to Jordan Addison as much as possible. That's really all you need to do, yeah, him and TJ Hawkinson, because we know they can't run the ball. No matter who it is in that depressing timeshare between Madison and uh, Akers, they both suck. Especially Madison. So mad I drafted him. <laughs> I mean, it sounded good on paper, but nobody knew the Vikings offensive line was going to be so bad. Yeah, yeah. For the the Falcons, it's their backup technically, but you could make a strong case that they're getting an upgrade at quarterback. Going from Ritter to Taylor Henneke, who has a lot of starting experience from his time in Washington. and He's a, he's a good quarterback. Very solid. So, I think he's solid. As much as I don't like the Falcons, mostly because of their coach, Arthur Smith, I think is an idiot. Uh, but I think the Falcons are going to win this game. I mean, you're not wrong as a, as a Falcon fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Although I do have to say, I'd rather be a Falcon fan than a Packer fan right now. Hey, speaking of the Packers. Can I make my fucking pick? <laughs> oh, don't set me up like that if you're not ready for me to move on. Taking the Vikings. All right, now you can move on. Oh, the Vikings. Okay. All right, Rams at Packers. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I deeply apologize. Yeah, you better. The 2-5 and five Packers will host the 3-5 and five Rams. This looks so bad from just the score, <laughs> like a record standpoint. It's, I mean, it's a battle of sand. Um... We don't know who the Rams quarterback will be. Stafford is uh, still considered day-to-day, they're calling him. They haven't ruled him out. They are saying it's not going to be long-term enough to put him on IR. But he didn't practice Wednesday. I didn't see a practice report for today. I guess I could look that up really quick. But if the Rams um, don't have Stafford available, it's going to be a rip-in like we talked about. In terms of the Packers, it's not really – a question of injuries anymore. They're as healthy as they're going to get now for the rest of the season, knowing Bakhtiari is lost um, for the year. But, uh, you know, the Aaron Jones is back. Christian Watson's back. 
Elton Jenkins is back on the line. They've, they've got everybody. And it's still been terrible. And they are on a four-game losing streak that they're trying to snap. Uh, fun fact, this is the second year in a row that they've had a four-game losing streak. Gasp. <laughs> if we knew the quarterback situation, I, if it, and if it wasn't Stafford, I think I would actually have to pick the Packers here. It seems unlikely to me that Stafford will be able to go, so I guess I will take Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay, given the just simply given the fact that the Rams have more injuries than Green Bay in key positions. Even if Stafford does play, the question is what percentage is he going to be able to play at? How much of them is going to be able to hand off the ball? Um, you know, with Kyrene Williams out on IR, it's this rotation between uh, Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson. Right. I had to think of his name. Um, and it's kind of whoever has the hot hand that week. If the Rams can run the ball, Green Bay is in trouble. But I don't have that much confidence in them being able to run the ball. Well, most teams can against Green Bay, but uh, they have a they have big offensive line problems too. Uh, the Rams do. So, so yeah, if Green Bay can get some pressure and get in the backfield, then yeah. So that's what I'm relying on our defense to have a much better game than the offense. The mm. offense needs to do just enough to win. Sounds good. Colts at Panthers. You got next. Colts. Three and five. Panthers one and six. Frank Reich revenge game. Panthers riding a one-game win streak. <laughs> Ride that wave. Does it count as a streak? All right. Yeah, Colts. I agree. Uh, Bears at Saints. Bears are two and six. Saints four and four. Tyson Bagent will start again for the Bears while Fields keeps uh, continuing his recovery. I'm taking the Saints. Yes, sir. Cardinals at Browns. I'm so angry we were robbed of a Josh Dobbs revenge game. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be rookie Clayton Toon getting the start for the Cardinals, unless unless Murray's able to go because he's been practicing for a couple of weeks now. There's, it seems to be no, a I chance. Think Tyler Murray was named the starter. Yeah. Okay. Um, either way, I'm taking the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Giants yeah. at Raiders. Yikes. Oh, this. <laughs> this just got more interesting. I guess so. I mean, so Daniel Jones is back for the Giants. Um, the Raiders are making a quarterback that change. pass, like right next to TJY. Oh, I missed it. He basically, like, I know it's not actually what happened, but it looked like he curved the ball around TJY for, for a pickup of only a few yards, but enough to, like, not intercepted, which I could say is better than some quarterbacks in this league can do. Oh, dear. And then he follows it up with that. Well. <laughs> Giants at Raiders. Daniel Jones versus Aiden O'Connell, the highly anticipated quarterback battle. Uh, the, okay. The Raiders are benching. Um, oh, are they three and five? I think I said that wrong in Pretender. In the Contender or Pretender, I had them at three and four still. I guess that oh, would be fine. Third. It's not like you did this, all this research. I guess that would mean they're in third place currently, not second place. Uh, the Chargers are in second. Whoops. I still stand by my comments. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, all right. I guess I'll take the Giants for begrudgingly. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. <laughs> Although, the trend seems to be you fire your head coach, you win your next game. This is true, and we have seen this over multiple years. <laughs> and they are at home. I'm still taking the Giants. <laughs> thought I could get you to switch. I'll do it. I'll take Give me the Raiders. Ooh! Commanders at Patriots. Man, there are a lot of... Just gross games down here this week. The Washington, like we already discussed, they just traded away half their starting defensive line. Um, Patriots, the receivers that they even had are dropping like flies, and they didn't have many to begin with. I, I will actually take New England here, though. What? Yeah, I don't know. The commanders are so bad. You're an idiot. <laughs> And the Patriots, you know who's actually been playing well is Ezekiel Elliott, quietly, kind of, as the Patriots. I was going to say backup running back. It's, you know, it's whatever team is doing these days, the committee approach. Uh, he's been effective, and I think they're going to have a lot of success running the ball on this Washington defense that just traded away two starters. I'm going to um, take Washington. All right. Uh, give me the Pats. What? One one more quick break and back with a very uh, short edition of the Fantasy Corner. Oh, my God. Now, let's take a trip down to the Fantasy Corner. Put me through this torture. It's only funny when you're the one being put through the torture. But you won this week. Ooh, look at me. I'm Mike. I won three games. <laughs> Two in a row. Just like... Uh, just like my Broncos. Yeah, my Broncos. It's it's weird how I think we're on the same exact trajectory this season. We're both three and five. We're both one, two in a row. I also just want to point out that you're tied for last in the league. Hey, you know what? And I have somehow managed to move into second place. <laughs> despite getting uh, blown hey, away last week. I'm tied second to last. There's one team worse than me, and it's our defending champ, Kevin. <laughs> Two-time defending champion. Um, all right. Quickly, in week eight, I got a narrow victory over Sorio, despite, once again, starting the wrong tight end. Um, it, it all came down to Monday night. Football, the Lions, he had uh, Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. So I was pretty worried, but luckily, Jameer Gibbs took most of the touchdowns. And... Uh, off through a pick and I, I hung on for the win despite leaving a 20 point tight end on my bench and another 15 point tight end on the waiver wire that would have made things uh, less dicey instead the guy I played got two points uh, so whatever it was enough <laughs> three and you know five how many points my tight end got uh no I don't actually oh was it Taysom Hill yeah like 20 damn you almost 22 points jeez <laughs> it's ridiculous but it wasn't enough. No, I, uh, it's, it's injuries, man. Like, I mean, now with, uh, with cousins down, it begs the question how Jordan Addison's on, who's been a stud with Justin Jefferson and on IR. Um, I do have an open spot on my bench though. Cause I did drop James Conner and moved oh, Kyron yeah. Williams to IR to try to free up some space. Yeah. But there's like no good running backs left. 
because um, right now I have Josh Kelly, Royce Freeman, Antonio Gibson, and mm. then I pulled Craig Reynolds, but he didn't do anything last week. And they're on a bye this week, so that worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it just went downhill fast. Like, I went from having one of the best running back tandems, like, from a balance standpoint, yeah. right? Like, they're not star studs like your typical Derrick Henrys and stuff, but they were solid, too. Oh, Kyron Williams. In yeah. hot water. Kyron Williams is doing big things. Um, yeah, I was aware. <laughs> um, however, my stabilizing has been the the acquisition of Taysom Hill. As much as we've been grinding that into the ground, it has been a really good pickup that's balanced it out with Derek Carr. So I feel really good. I'm keeping that rolling. But now I got Curtis Samuel and Hill are questionable. Oh no, the mighty Taysom. Yeah, it's uh, I think they said a shoulder, mm. um, hip. But I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, maybe just a veteran rest day type of thing. And as for me, I'm playing against your opponent from last week who put up 160. Oh, my God, I lost by 61 points. You know, what? it's always good, though, because it makes you feel like no matter what you did, you weren't winning. Exactly. It's, it's better to lose in a blowout than a, than a close one. Uh, but so I'm playing her Brittany this week, but luckily for me, she has McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Javante Williams all on a bye. So I don't have to face oh. it. <laughs> how I lucked out against Sore you. You're right. Yeah. It's so funny how that plays into things, uh, but I'm very fortunate. All I have is um, a couple Denver players on bye week. Other than that, I'm at full strength. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it for Fantasy Corner. I'm feeling good at this point, kind of. Uh, our percentage are 58 to 42. So both pretty high. Like I say, I want at least one of us to make the at least make the playoffs just for the credibility of this show. <laughs> well, what's weird is if you go into the league option and you go into final standing projections, you're expected to blow past me. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I'm expected to move up to 11th, and you're expected to go all the way up to fifth. No, I'll take that, given my one and five start. We do have one more head-to-head coming up in a few weeks, so that'll be very exciting, and, and probably that might be the week before playoffs start, so it's going to be an important one. Well, we'll see if how these play out, if it's even like a consideration or if it's just like, <laughs> no. Those playoff percentages just keep going down, down, down. <laughs> All right, well. Matt, it's been fun as always. Thanks for staying up with me on a Thursday night. Uh, not too yes late. for you. Enjoy. Oh, thank you. All right, everybody, good luck in your game. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron